So don't make yourself, like, worried about it because it happens to everyone. Like, you don't always shoot fireworks out of your vagina. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbinson. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week on Crash on My Couch, we talk about a serial pooper. We talk about divorce lawyers' favorite months. And we tell you how to have a happy and successful sex life. Hell yeah. This week and more on Crash on My Couch. Hello. Hi, guys. I'm trying. Do you see? I'm trying to switch it up again. Nice. I'm trying not to say hello every hello. single time. Because well, I don't want to think about Twin Peaks. I'm not going to um, bring it up one more time. Um, Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. Hey, Will. Hello, Arden. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? So good. Uh, we're we're chilling in the studio today. Here we are. Caffeine. Give me wings to fly. Nice spell. As I pour coffee all over um, myself. Good. good we stuff. hope your week has been good. Ours uh, has been fine. Yeah, well, it's Tuesday for us. And so, I guess it's Tuesday for you too, because this comes out on Tuesdays. Hey! Hey! But I mean, but I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. Um, our Monday was good. Our Monday was delightful. Yes, our Monday was good. And then. Ooh, I have something. Not much to report. Oh, oh, she's got something she wants to talk about. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Because I was thinking about it and I was like, I kind of need advice on this. Um, Before we start and and go into our first segment, I wanted to ask anyone if you got any succulent growing tips. Uh, You know, because I am trying to become a master propagator. I'm trying to, you know, basically steal nubbins from neighbors and and grow uh, leaves from it. Do you know that works? I do know it works. Taylor was telling me it works. We went to the lake house this weekend, and I was telling a friend about it, like, pretending like I'm a big, like, succulent grower, and I'm really good at it. I was like, so what you're supposed to do is, like, put them on a paper towel. And he was like, oh, really? Because I put mine on dry dirt, and I've grown, like, over 60 of them. And I was like, cool, so I'm out of my league now. (laughs) Um, So I shouldn't be talking. I'm going to shut up now. Um, Wow, he's growing 60 of them? Yeah, he, like, grows them all the time, apparently. But they have full sunlight as well on their balcony. And we have, like, like maybe two or three hours of sunlight on our balcony. That's really cool. Yeah. So if anybody has any tips, here's the setting, okay? Balcony. It's got three to four. We'll we'll give it a generous three to four hours of sunlight. Um, But I'm trying to propagate succulents get them to grow them them little roots so i can start a damn roots yeah i want well i also want to make a youtube video about it because i've been trying to chronicle all of the things that have been going on so i'll take pictures of it or i've taken videos of my succulents trying to figure out i'm basically turning into arden's garden that's what i'm trying to do (laughs) because if i leave for a month and i leave a succulent it won't die if i leave anything else it will so that's kind of my thought process, you know. Got it. Um, although now we have a friend who actually waters our plants. Shout out to Jason. You're the best. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so if anybody has any succulent keeping uh, advice, uh, feel free to message us at crashonmycrashshow at gmail.com and or tweet me at Arden Rose because I want to hear from you, fellow gardeners. What do you do to keep your succulents alive? One big problem that I've run into is the molding factor, like overwatering and something molding. So let me know what I can do to keep that from happening. Should I use fresh soil? Should I use dry soil? Give me the lowdown. Help me out. 
So, yeah, that's my call out for this episode. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess it's, it's the best time of any time to talk about our first segment. Oh, yes, I think we should. And our first segment is... Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. I feel like we really like doing the Weekly Idiot. The Weekly Idiot is a great segment, I it's, think. It's I'm very weekly. happy with the yeah. Weekly Idiot. I know. It's something that we can come back to every week. It's one of my favorite things because we just get to talk about dumb stuff that happens. So you've read this article and you know about it. I do. So lay it on me. Okay. I'll explain it to you. Um, so this is on BBC News, and, <laughs> which is funny because this is actually in Colorado that this happened. Uh, this is the title. Colorado Police Hunt Mad Pooper Jogger. <laughs> Mad Pooper Jogger. The Mad Pooper is her title. They don't know what her name is because she's anonymous. <laughs> but it's the Mad Pooper. And there's pictures of it and it's hilarious. Um, nice. Basically, police in Colorado are looking for a mystery jogger dubbed the Mad Pooper who keeps defecating outside of family's home. <laughs> so this happened for several weeks. Kathy Budd says the woman has left human waste in front of her property about seven times in recent weeks, even though there are public toilets nearby. She says her children caught the runner in the act, squatting by their house in Colorado Springs. The city police department said such behavior is bizarre. Okay, yeah, to say the (laughs) least. Um, And Lieutenant Howard Jack told the BBC... The suspect could be charged under a city ordinance banning public urination or defecation. I haven't come across anything like this in the 35 years with the, with the police department, he added. And Miss Bud told the news station KKTV she had confronted the woman. So I come outside and I'm like, are you serious? Are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? She's like, yeah, sorry. I thought for sure she's mortified. It's an accident. She'll get a dog bag, clean it up, and never run here again. But not the case. Miss Bud added, two other times we've caught her. Caught her yesterday. She changed up her time a little bit because she knew I was watching. I put a sign on the wall that's like, please, I'm begging you, please stop. But she says this did not deter the jogger from answering the call of nature outside the Bud residence. So they've caught her in the act. Like, made eye contact. Why is she doing it? Why is she doing it? Who knows? Did you hear her? She was just like, yeah, sorry. And like just kept pooping. I understand. Why is she doing it? No one knows. That's why they're calling her the mad pooper. Why would you do it? Is it like because she's running and just feels like she just needs to shit? Is that it? I mean, yeah. Is it it just because, you know, all that movement is just kind of making a. Uh, maybe, but why does she have to do it at, like, the same place every single time? It's almost like she has, like, kind of this weird thing with it. Like, she wants to poop in someone's yard. That, like, she thing. wants to do it. And then, on top of it, she's, like, she changed up her time schedule of when she would try to poop in their yard because she realized the woman was watching her. I feel like, you know, this is funny, because making me, like, think about it. You know how we were basically, me and I were basically watching Mind mind Hunters? Yeah. And now I'm like, wait, is she, like, this, like, psychopath? Motive. Like, motive. what's the motive behind <laughs> this? Like, there's this really good show. You guys should watch it. Um, Dara Fincher uh, put together on Netflix. Just came out. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, uh, like, breaking down why serial killers basically do what they do like what's their backstory yeah well the entire series is like so it's set in the 70s and it's about the creation of the classification of serial killers so like what made people specifically the fbi um start calling people serial killers yeah and like what goes into the mind of a serial killer like how does it get to the point where they become a serial killer like Like, what needs to happen in their life Mm -hmm. for that to happen Mm -hmm. so i'm like thinking about this woman and i'm like what could have made her what 
yeah, what happened? What was the what, at what point did she reach the conclusion that she needed to take a shit in someone's yard every time she went jogging? Yeah, I have an explanation. Tell me. Are you ready? I Tell sure, me. I Sherlock Holmes the shit out of this. <laughs> uh, she just got a new boyfriend. She's got a new boyfriend. In the morning, she does not want to poop in front of him. She does not want to stink up the bathroom. Should we do one of those mind master things? So we're like, okay, so she... Uh... Oh, wait, wait, here we go. Ready, ready, In the morning, she wakes up, looks over. Her boyfriend's there, new, fresh, asleep, slightly awake. Doesn't want to poop. Doesn't want to poop. Doesn't want to Doesn't want to uh, answer the call of nature with her new, newly found lover next to her. She thinks she's going to go for a run. She thinks she's going to go for a run. Midway through her run, it only aggravates the system more. Because who knows? She might have held it in a couple days. She can't go inside. She's all hot and sweaty. All hot and sweaty. Can't go inside. Can't. Doesn't know what she's going to do. Basically, she poops in the yard. <laughs> we didn't need to mind hunter this. <laughs> we definitely didn't need to mind hunter this. <laughs> Basically, she didn't want to poop in front of her boyfriend, so she poops in front of the yard. I mean, I would do weird stuff when we first started dating so I could poop. Like, I would turn on the shower. Yeah, but, like, that's... That's like that's different than pooping in your neighbor's yard. That's a normal yard. thing to do. Like, <laughs> like there's got to be another reason why that's happening. God, just because you started dating somebody else. I mean, if so, like, what? Like, why? I don't know, but I just, I love. It sounds like something Avery would do, my sister. Like, doesn't it? Something so extreme to get out of like an uncomfortable like bathroom situation. Right. I don't know, man. And maybe that's why she was like, yeah, sorry, because she's so over it. She's like, yeah, I know. I'm not happy about pooping in your yard, but I have to because I just got a new boyfriend and I'm awkward. But yeah, I'm sorry that I'm pooping in your yard. <laughs> Curveball. Okay. I'll throw another, Ooh, give me another your reason, give me another your theory. theory why. Did you think of it beforehand? Or no. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't have an idea. Okay. I no, thought maybe you let had me, an idea. Let me, let me give you one. Just be patient. Be patient with oh, what, okay. what, I'm, what I'm throwing out oh, there. All right. Okay. So, she doesn't. Oh, God. He's trying to Sherlock Holmes this. I've got it. Okay. She's been drinking this, like, protein shake. She just started doing it. And she hasn't worked at all. <laughs> I, job, I'm already, uh, I was looking at you so incredulously. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just like she's running and she's just like. It's happened seven times, Will. This is a targeted attack now. Well, yeah, so now I th- I think it maybe happened once and maybe she felt really bad about it. Like, yeah, for whatever reason, maybe she ate something like the previous day. She was like, shit, I really need to go to the bathroom. So she took a shit <laughs> in the garden and now. It's like maybe it happened again. Just like it just happened again, and now it's got to the point where it's like, well, I can't take a run and not do a shit. In <laughs> yeah. Now it's like ingrained in her that she goes for a jog. She's also got to drop a log. Maybe she just oh. maybe she must really like it because if someone's she's into it, if someone's being it. like, if someone's being like, nah, you can't do that. And she's like, well, I'm going to anyway, like a dog, <laughs> like an absolute dog. <laughs> I contact with the with the homeowner and she's like please stop doing it and she's like yeah sorry pulls up her pants and keeps running I just realized something oh my god she's not wiping she's She's running she's running afterwards with shit up her crack oh my god that's disgusting that's disgusting you know it unless she carries she's done it seven times now I bet she carries she she carries toilet roll she carries wipes a little wet wipe Honestly, she's not a fool. She's been doing this. She's done this for a while now. 
It wouldn't surprise me if she had stashed, like, wet wipes, like, up a tree, like, on the road back. Like, she's like, oh, yep. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> okay, wait. Is there anything else? I love. I thought for sure she's mortified. It's an accident. She'll go get a dog back, clean it up, and never run here again. Not the case. <laughs> Not the case. I would love to be, like, I just, I, I can picture the confused woman in her house just looking at me like, oh, she's doing it again. <laughs> Big enough shit in my lawn. <laughs> I I would just run out and like knock her over, mid poop. Yes, kick her over. I'd knock her over. I'd be like, "What are you doing? Get out of my lawn!" Or install some sprinklers. Oh, <gasps> whenever she goes to take whenever a poop, you time it. Whenever she goes to take a poop, <laughs> I wonder if that would stop her though. Anything, it would just clean her up. That's the thing. She's like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. Okay. Oh, that, oh, that was a really good segment. That really made my day. That <laughs> yeah, really made my day. Oh, Charmin tweeted about it. Like, if the hashtag mad pooper turns herself in, we'll give her a year's supply of TP to help her with her runs. Hashtag enjoy the go. Uh, oh, my fuck. That's so she's the mad. I love that she's called the mad pooper. The mad pooper. Somewhere, somewhere in the world. Like, if she hasn't been caught yet, she's like... Just maybe she's like at home, just like looking in the mirror at herself, just smiling, just like you bastard, you've done it again, Macklin, you, you did you, it again, you've done it again. Oh, she's on her runs, runs, diarrhea. Do you think now, like the morning routine, is she just tries to eat as much like <laughs> it's a shit ton of fiber one bars yeah. and then goes for her run? Yeah, she like preps it the night before. She's oh, like, oh, she preps, honey. And like her husband's like, why, why, why don't you just go to the bathroom now, babe? Why, why do you she's wait like, to? Nope. Her like, stomach is like distended. She's like bloated, like ready to go for the next day. And he's like, this is this is not normal. Wait, like, are you what, are you doing it in the morning after I leave? And she's like, yeah, I have to wait. Or she's like, she's like, oh, I just don't go very often. Every day shitting in someone's yard. <laughs> I imagine that, like, a husband, like, not knowing, and he's, like, he just finds out she's a picture of her. The po- no, the police come to the door. Ooh, 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 ooh. Even better, he starts looking at, he, like, he's, like, yeah, have you heard about this woman who keeps shitting outside someone's yard? This is, like, right up the road from us. And she's, like, yeah, um, I'm gonna go for a run and be right back. Like, you know he doesn't know about it. If there is someone involved. Now all I can see is, like, kind of like a CSI, like, crime thing where there's, like, a, a, a group of CSI people coming into the house to be like, okay, so you go left, right, we're going to take down this take down this house. Like, try and do, like, genetic swabs or everything. You know what they're going to need to ID her? They're going to take a fecal, fecal no. sample no. From, from the lawn. No. <laughs> and then they're going to take a fecal sample from her. No. And they're going to cross-examine it. Okay. And looky there. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. This next one's you. Um, so our next segment is... Go science! Go science! Go, Go science. science! And this is pretty juicy information, <laughs> might I add. You always do that before your segment. You always, like, do your mouth to the side. I love doing this. Yes. You always do this. I sound like... I work for NPR. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so according to health.howstuffworks.com, there are two months that see the most divorce filings. Do you want oh, to take a guess? Out of the year? Yeah. Ooh. So there are two months out of the year which have the most divorces. Do you want to take a guess? 
I'm not gonna lie. I I did read the top of the article, but 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 can I see what I originally thought it would have been? Yeah, I thought it would have been uh a wintry month, like I I would have thought it would have been like January Feb. But did you see both the months? Because there's two months. No. So um. The two months are March and August. March and August? Yeah. Can I say why I think maybe it's then? Mm. March and August, there's not a lot of stuff going on. Like, January, you have kind of, like, what happens after Christmas. So you're around your family and stuff. It's hard to, like, get a divorce around Christmas time. And then also in January into February, you have Valentine's Day, which is also hard to, like, divorce during Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, like, kind of rough divorce days like thanksgiving october there's like all these kind of like i don't know if there's things to do with a couple whereas like summertime you don't really have i don't know any kind of like familiar uh, expectations i don't know well apparently um they say that the reason why it's in august is because july is the most popular vacation month in the u.s so couples uh, decide to divorce in August because likely the likelihood is of the stress the family time has caused. Because Whoa, like being around family is so stressful that they end up getting a divorce? Yeah, so like they'll go away oh. on vacation in July or something and then like the vacation to work out and there was a big, huge fucking thing and then they get divorced the, the following month. They like file for divorce. That's so, that's so sad to think that... <laughs> Like, the most common reason for divorcing there's is a bit of, too much time with your family. There's a bit of speculation, though, because they weren't able to, like, determine if the couples that had, uh, d- like, got divorced in August, if they had gone on vacation in July. But there's speculation because of the time you spend together in July. Right. That's the reason why. Well, also, kids are, like, kids are home from school. You know what I mean? So, if someone is feeling, like, overwhelmed or whatever like if a mom is feeling like a dad isn't putting that much effort in with the kids or the dad feels like the mom isn't taking care of the kids or whatever or like they're just feeling stressed out because kids are stressful then maybe that's the problem is like they're spending too much time with their kids so they just like hate each other apparently um in regards to the march one they're not entirely sure why uh but they think maybe it's to do with like holding off until after the holiday that's what I was thinking. So, but like people were like, "Well, why don't you just do it in January?" So that's why they're not one hundred percent sure. Because I guess like January, February, January, February, like the worst month for everybody. Yeah. But it just seems weird that March would be like the month like you've got past the holidays. Maybe it's almost like you got past the holidays. You've like considered doing it, and then you're in the new year, and uh-huh. you're like, okay, like. I want to give this a go. And then you have January, February, and you're like, fuck, this still isn't working. So March is the month uh-huh, when that, where that's happening. Because March is also like right, it's a little bit cold at the beginning of March, but it's right when things start heating up a little bit. You can kind of get out of the house a little bit more. And maybe you're like, I don't have another holiday. Like, realistically, if you don't live in the U.S., there, I mean, there's not a family commitment until like the holidays, holidays. Because when is Easter? Easter is in April, isn't it? No, March. March, right? Yeah. Easter's in March. So then you have Easter, but that's like the only other family commitment holiday that you have until like Halloween again. Yeah. Other than like 4th of July if you're American. So it's interesting. It kind of seems like the divorce rates kind of fluctuate with different holidays and stuff. You know, you go away as a family and then that doesn't work out and people typically get divorced off that maybe that's what it is is people are like we're gonna hold it keep it together for the kids blink 182 
uh, keep it together for the kids. And then when it doesn't work out, they're like, yeah, cool, we're done. Mm. Ugh, I don't like that. Yeah. It's interesting, though. It's interesting, though, like, why why that happens. Yeah. Because I guess um, if you're at work, you know, most of the year, like, coming back in the evenings, only seeing your spouse then. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, like, things are okay. Yeah. But, like, they're, like, not divorce level. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're spending that much time, you're like, oh, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. Wait, especially if you're spending, like, all that time with someone. Like you said, when you don't normally spend a lot of time with someone and then all of a sudden you're with them yeah. 24-7 for, like, a week when you're supposed to be, quote-unquote, relaxing. But yeah. they, like, piss you off at every little instance. Ooh, that's scary and sad. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Can we do? Can we help some people out this week? Honey? Yes. Okay, well, then let's do it. We're going to move into our final segment, which is... Hey, we all feel weird sometimes. Yes, uh, which is our like advice segment. We're going to chit-chat. We have some recorded messages that we got from our phone line, which is so funny. I love saying that. like Through our phone line. Through our phone line. Because, call now. Call now, because uh, it feels so old school. Like We're like a helpline. I don't know. I kind of like it. Um, but we'll see how helpful we are. <laughs> Um, so we're going to try and do three questions. Yeah, three questions. Yo, shorty. My name is Caroline, and I come from a boring, average American town. And I'm a boring, average American, and I'm tired of that. And I would like to know how to be British. So if one of you could tell me how to be British, that would be great. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Why did she sound like my sister? She sounded like so much like someone that's related to me, I swear. Caroline, you know, uh, the British life is a, is a is a wonderful life. There's a lot of shortbread eaten. People love That's corgis. Just, it's just not true. Uh, you know, a lot of top top of the morning food. Again, yeah. not true. A lot of like. Um, so 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 uh, we're Irish. Is that was no? Well, it's UK. You know, that's <laughs> British. Um, and so you know, also okay. a little bit of the like hello governor. There's a lot of that going on. A lot of tippings of hats back and forth. So uh, you do think just a we live in a, in a Charles... Just a single. I just need a little to get by. That's you. All the time. You do think we live in a Charles Dickens novel. 100%. And also, you've been to London how many times in the last couple of years? I don't know, sir. You tell me. How often do I go to the Great Old UK? Will's looking at me like he wants to murder me. <laughs> just so you know. Okay, okay, let's boil Brit- Britishism down. What are your top three things that make you British? Um, Other than your blood, your accent, and your... The free most Your morose things. humor. <laughs> there you go. Your dry humor. Um, tea? No. Uh, fill your veins with tea. No. Yep. Um, and then... People in the US drink tea as well. Right. Uh, Sunday roasts. Uh, Sunday roasts. Very British. Um, people that do that as well. Yeah, Sunday roast, big, big deal, big deal. Yeah, um, and then the third one would probably be um, just uh, getting a pint with the with the buds. No, you know, at a, a little. Uh, Arden little has absolutely pub. no idea what um, she's talking about because newsflash, she is American, yeah. so she doesn't get it. I'm American. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I am American. American being my my nationality. Cool. American. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, so, three tips. To be a British person. Yeah. One, if you see someone out on the street, 
and <laughs> she says something to you, that's a no-no. Don't talk to anybody. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Just if someone talks to you on the streets, just don't talk. Actually, to them. I'm gonna take it back because no one asks anybody anything ever in public. Someone came up to me on the street the other day, like in a shop, and started talking to me, and I was shocked. Wait, what do you mean? What were they talking to you about? I was, I was in, um, I was ordering like a Nando's or something, and then she came up to me and was like, "I think I was singing a song," and then she came up to me and was like, "Oh, I love that song," and I was like. Oh, right. Are you we, were really thrown we off by that. Are doing this? Are we having a public conversation? Nobody in the UK just... Strikes up a conversation. Strikes up a conversation. That never happens. And that was so bizarre, like, when I first started dating you. Because you, like... Like, Arden will be walking down the street, and she'll just start, like... She'll be like, hey, how you doing? Or, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, to pass the part. And I, I'm, like, so confused by it. Because if you go on the tube in the UK, and just in London, like... Nobody ever says anything to anybody. Like, people would rather die than make than eye ha- contact. Than ma- yeah, than to have any, like, form of communication with anybody. <laughs> so true. Um, you, like, it's funny, though, because, like, when you, but it is very British, though, for someone, when someone does ask something in public, like, someone's like, hey, do you know how to get to, like, Soho from here or whatever? Like, then it's like a complete 180. It goes from you being, like, stone face nothing to being like oh yeah oh yeah well if you need to get to soho here's how you get to soho like it's like the sweetest most kind direction giving ever like so polite to a fault that like it's funny that no one communicates in public the other thing is is uh everybody is dry and tends to look on uh, the the, depressing the side more negative life. side of things, which is just what I love doing. <laughs> it's funny because the big distinguishing factor between uh, US and UK TV, uh, especially like in comedy and sitcoms and stuff, is that um, uh, in America, the comedy comes from people succeeding in their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I.e. like Friends, for example. The, the, it's like kind of like the American dream, like they're going from people that haven't got their shit worked out by the end of it to having their shit worked out right and succeeding in their jobs right right and a lot of comedy comes from like stumbling at that uh-huh um, but also succeeding but ultimately like a positive outcome ultimately it's like a positive yeah a positive spell there and you could, i feel like you could almost that's in direct comparison with like the american office and the uk office because mm-hmm. a lot of uk humor is um actually the opposite of that it comes from people just failing and you jobs. kind of also hating the people. And not and not really <laughs> getting anywhere. Uh, like, Ricky Gervais' character is so hateable. And, like, that's the part that you love is, like, you don't like him. Yeah, well, it's like, so with the UK office, like, yeah, it's like these people aren't really going anywhere. But it's really funny. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just so dry. And the American office, I feel like it started that way. But as it went on, I felt like, I, I love the American office, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like definitely the humor came from... The ideas of people getting newer jobs and taking other um, opportunities and traveling to different places and kind of moving on with their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Only Fools and Horses is a big UK sitcom. And that is from these two guys that run this business and it all just goes to shit. But it's hilarious. <laughs> like, nothing ever works out. But that's the point. Yeah. And that's, like... So, just to re-emphasize this, British equals inherently... The comedy will be negative, but it's hilarious. Like, that's kind of, like, the point. Whereas in the U.S., it's, like, 
it's funny, it has a punchline, but it's got like a sweet underlying message. Right. To a lot of the comedy. That's not all. We're generalizing comedy. Yeah. But so true. Or like in-betweeners is a great example. Nothing ever goes right for them. Mm-mm. And that's the funny bit. Like, I'm just thinking about the Thorpe Park episode right now, and it's, like, making me crack up inside. No, there's no real redeeming there's factor n- yeah, to anything. And all the characters, like, you love like you love them, you think they're hilarious, but they're all hateable in their own way. Yeah. None of them are, like, perfect people. None of them are even really nice people. Like, they're not very nice. Yeah. Like, all the in-betweeners people are just kind of, like, selfish now for their own thing. Yeah. But that's what makes it so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. So, basically, to be British... Um, don't make eye contact with anyone. Don't talk to anybody in the street ever. No. Um, but if someone asks you directions, just be really nice. Overly nice. Uh, watch dark comedies constantly, or dry comedies. Um, and drink lots of tea, eat Sunday rose, go get a pint with some buddies. Follow my advice. Cool. So there you go. That's how you be British. Nice. Nailed it. What's up next, Next Emma? question. What you got for us? Hey guys, my name is Kayla. I'm 22 and I live in Georgia. So I have this problem where I can make myself orgasm fairly easily, fairly quickly, but I've never been with someone that could do that for me. I've been intimate with a few different people and it just seems to not happen. And so I'm starting to feel hopeless. What do you guys think I should do? (laughs) Thank y'all. I hope y'all are having a good day. Oh, that was such a polite, kinky question. So nice. Oh, what a polite, kinky question. Um, dude, that's tough. I mean, ladies, ladies in general, we are a lot sometimes harder to get started getting going, revving that in- engine. Yeah. You know, um, and I think the problem is kind of for a lot of men is a porn related problem. Where, like, when you watch porn, most porn, the girls are, like, ready to go instantly. And also they orgasm at, like, the drop of a hat. Like, you touch their clit and they're like, whoa, that's amazing. And that's just never how sex actually is. And so I think a lot of times younger guys, um, since you are 22, I'm 22 as well. What up? But um, I also have that same experience where it's, like, most guys don't really know what turns girls on or what they need and it's kind of a twofold problem one porn can teach guys that it's really easy to make a girl orgasm even if it's not and two also a lot of times i at least in my experience and i'm sure a lot of people like maybe you feel this as well sometimes it's hard to communicate what you want because it might take you a while to get revved up or you're very specific and so it can be hard to say this isn't working while you're trying to be sexy and have fun like mm. in bed. Because I know that's happened to me before where I've been like, this isn't the exact position that I need to get things going. But like I'm still enjoying it. It's just not going to be like a, a like a finishing blow to this orgasm. Sure. Um, and, but I also don't want to ruin it for my partner. Mm. But I think if you are really dedicated to like actually orgasming while having sex with someone, then – I don't say I don't want to say like make it an end goal, but just like having an open conversation with the people that you're having sex with really helps. I think like from a guy's perspective, I don't know if I came up to you when we first started dating was like, I have a hard time orgasming. So you got to like, you know, boil this tea kettle before things start popping. Like, (laughs) Like you probably wouldn't see it as like a bad thing. You'd be like, oh, that's a challenge. Like that's a challenge. Why do you say challenge that way? Challenge? Yeah. Challenge. 
Additional. She keeps trying to add a flair, flair to everything. I am. I'm adding flares to everything. Um, I've had a lot of coffee this morning. I, yeah, I would say great. That's good. Would I you say that's think. the same thing though? Like, am I right in saying that a lot of guys feel like porn? Would you say it skewed the way that you looked at like a female orgasm? You're pretty. You like pretty realistic porn though. Not to blast Will's porn preferences on this podcast. Um, I would say. I think a challenge is always a better thing. You don't want someone that's just gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm good to go whenever." Like, there's no, there's no effort to anything. But I, then I think it's less about effort and more like it's not believable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're just like popping off, I mean, I guess it's great if you can orgasm really quickly. But I would say that most women don't find it very easy to orgasm just with like PIV sex. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of wondering if that's something that you've, like, thought about at all. Um, no, not really. I don't think that's ever, like, I just, I feel like it's a given that in order for that to happen, it just takes a bit of, a bit of work and a bit of time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that outlook. But I understand why people might have that outlook that, like, it's really quick and easy and simple and, like, it it's kind of like a flip of a switch. Yeah. But it's, it's not really that at all. Um, I, I don't think I've ever thought that, but, like, it would make sense because of, like, porn stuff that people think that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So I guess, like, to answer your question, know your own body before you get in with other bodies. Yeah, and I think just be with someone that's, like, experienced and just not selfish. That's it. It's, it's just selfishness as well. I will say that in the South, because you are from the South, I feel like a lot of guys have a different perspective on sex than, like, a lot of more liberal areas. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's, like, typecasting a situation because anyone can be selfish and not pay attention to their, like, you know, sexual partner. But I will say people who are a bit more comfortable with sex or, like, understand sex a little bit more tend to understand that women can take a while to get revved up. So don't make yourself, like, worried about it because it happens to everyone. Like, you don't always shoot fireworks out of your vagina. That's just, like, not a thing. (laughs) So, um, you know, give yourself time. Don't stress yourself out about it because it's such a common problem. And, like, even if it's something where you can't necessarily, like, orgasm with a partner, you can always do, like, sort of a thing where it's, like, I'm going to use a vibrator, you have fun, whatever situation that doesn't have to be, like... I don't know. I don't think that sex has to just be like a penis and vagina situation. Yeah. You can like sex is like a whole there's a whole landscape of sex. Yeah. Your body is a wonderland. So don't feel like <laughs> you have to orgasm just penis and vagina sex style, bro. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of my that's my I'll end it there. What's up next? Okay, here's our last question. Mm. The subject is tough love. Ooh. Hi, Will and Arden. I have a huge crush on this guy I work with, and I'm pretty sure he likes me back because he flirts with me all the time. The problem is, neither of us really want to date someone we work with in case it goes bad. Any advice? Thanks, Anonymous. Ooh. Okay. Well, we've had several friends that have gone through this, um, having, like, worked with people that they've ended up having, like, romantic relationships with. And from what I have heard specifically from one of our friends... Yeah. It never worked out for her. Yeah. Like, it was, you know you know what I'm referring to, yes. right? Okay. And also, I think it's how you handle the situation. But for, for her specifically, it was not a good shout. Because when something goes south in the relationship, you end up being stuck with that person. 
sitting like two desks down from you, which doesn't always have to be a thing. But I think the the problem that it doesn't I, mean it doesn't have to work out though. No, 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 not at all. But I think part of it also is that I don't. For speaking from personal experience, if I had like a romantic partner at my workplace that I was constantly like kind of thinking about or whatever, it would impede on my work as well. Mm. Like it would make it's me true. it would make me excited to go to work for the wrong reasons. Like I would be excited to see that person and not really to do a good job. Which is fine. I mean, if you're not if you're in a job that you don't see as your like final career path, then that's fine. If you're just working at like a, a nine to five that you don't really care about, then I don't think that's like a bad thing to have a relationship in the yeah. middle of a job. But also keep in mind that if it is your dream job a lot of times adding romance into that can kind of, like, muddle the waters of what you want to do. Agreed. Um, but I don't know. What do you think, Squilliam? I don't know. I just haven't really had any experience with it. That's never never happened to me. Mm. I mean, technically, you're dating someone that kind of does the same work as you. It's true. I think, like, because I was trying to work out whether, like, it would be better to, like, keep it a secret and then not tell your work because, like, if it does go tits up, then it's not, like, a weird, awkward thing. Uh, like, well, all the co-workers know about it, and it's, like, a big thing in the office. Oh, I definitely wouldn't tell my co-workers. Yeah. I mean, unless it came up naturally. So what? So I guess that means, like, in work, you have to just kind of, like, stick to your two sides and not, not really kind of... I think that's just professional. Talk to each though. other. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's just, like, the best best way of doing with it if you feel like you have to. Yeah, or kind of like you said, Ard, if it's, like, your dream job, you probably shouldn't jeopardize it with something... Mm-hmm. Unless you, unless it's like really like soul consuming, yeah, yeah. I think it's like a church and state thing. Like keep it separate. If you want to date someone, obviously date them outside of the office, but just like let them know that when you go to work, as much as you love them or care about them or think they're awesome or whatever, they cannot consume your mental space while you're at work. Like they got to do their own thing. You got to do your own thing, and that's like the most adult way that you can deal with it and you can call it a little bit of compartmentalizing which is true but like i think that's just the healthiest way for you to stay separate but equal yes if you end up wanting to do it yeah you know what i mean but i don't think it should be this like scary daunting thing because also if you go on a couple dates and you guys decide that it's not really working just be honest with each other you know what i mean it's all about communication and honesty if one of you ends up being like not really into this but we work together so i just want to let you know that like we're cool we're super cool i think of you as a cool friend we don't have to take this any further yeah there's nothing wrong with that i think you just got to be like emotionally mature enough to understand that if things go wrong you are going to see that person every day yeah like that's you gotta toss up your options yeah but i don't see anything wrong with it you know yeah i don't know i'm a hopeless romantic so i want everyone to like be in love all the time yeah so there you go well, thank you for your question uh, and all of your questions. Once again, if you want to ask us any more questions for Hey, We All Feel Weird Sometimes or send us a, a voicemail, you can call us, send us a voicemail. You can also email us, tweet at us. We're all over the place. 424-26-COUCH is our phone line if you want to leave us a voicemail. Um, we love hearing your beautiful voices. We got two Southerners on our voicemail this time. Did you realize that? 
Yeah, I did actually when two, she was saying it. Yeah. yeah, isn't that fun? We got two Southerners. What up? Shout out to my Southern babes. Um, but yeah, if you want to send us anything, feel free to tweet at us. We love seeing what you guys are doing with the podcast. Um, also, congrats to everyone that um, has been doing exams and stuff because we've been seeing a lot of tweets saying, I'm at uni and I'm finishing up a test or I'm finishing studying, but I'm listening to Will and Arden in the background on Crash My Couch. So that's dope. I don't know if you've seen those pictures, but I've seen a couple pictures. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, listen to us, queens. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Next week is our Halloween special. Yeah, spooky oh, Halloween. It's, oh my gosh, it's so dumb. It's such a good episode, but we are dumb in it. Um, so get excited for next week when we have a spooky Halloween special. <laughs> and um, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kukuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you guys.